I like knowing exactly where my tasty, delicious meat comes from. And with Moink, that place is small family farms all across America. From farm direct to your dining table, Moink gives you access to the freshest, sustainably sourced meat and fish. Moink is dedicated to helping save rural America. Join the Moink movement today. The Moink difference is one that you can taste and feel good knowing that you're helping family farms stay financially independent. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, and sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door. Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary called Moink's bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted, and Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. Keep America farming by signing up at moinkbox.com Dana right now and get free filet mignon for a year. That's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste. Spelled M-O-I-N-K box.com Dana. That's moinkbox.com Dana. This kind of political violence can be, if not justified, can certainly be set in some kind of context where none of us ever need to think about the fact that we are pointing firearms at our opponents in our ads. Um, it was a, it was a shameful thing. It was irresponsible of Musk, but um, it he, it didn't come into his head all by his own. Jeez. So this is uh, David Frum, who I've never played audio from on this show before because I normally I don't I forget he exists. I just don't care. He doesn't. D- pop up in my realm of recognition welcome back to the show third hour here dana lash your lovable curmudgeon he was mad because elon musk shared that that pelosi thing i want to touch on this real quick um and we've got a lot of other stuff to get into in this third hour um i am so he's like floating this idea he's like oh well we'll charge people eight dollars a month uh you know, maybe $8 a month, power to the people, blue for $8 a month. I don't know why anybody, unless you just like self-abuse, I don't know why anybody would pay for that. I mean, paying for Twitter to get a, first off, the checkmark thing, validating accounts was only done to stop malicious misrepresentation. And then it turned into this dippy popularity contest. I think everybody should have a validated account. I will be absolutely damned I ain't going to pay. No, I'm not going to pay. I don't care enough about a blue check mark. If I did not have to be on Twitter for what I do, then I wouldn't be. I don't care. I don't care enough. I don't care about some rando, you know, haters opinion on something like somebody. It's like if people get mad because of when I said about Herschel Walker. Okay, well, I'll go harder next time. Thank you for the encouragement. Uh, But I don't care enough about a check mark to pay for it. I'm going to be throttled and abused all the same. It's just if I can be really forthright without being purposefully malicious, it's just dumb to me. It seems dumb to sit here and go and and say, well, we're going to charge money for this before you fix all of the stuff that is wrong with Twitter. Yeah, what, what value are people paying for? Being abused? Throttled? Shadow banned? Suspended if they share factual reporting, i.e. the New York Post Hunter Biden story? For saying pronouns like Babylon B, they still don't have their account back because they didn't use the right pronoun. And what we're already sitting here talking about charging people eight dollars a month for verification when you're when Twitter treats people like this. In my opinion, he hasn't fired enough people. I think you actually need to just clean all the house at Twitter. Because if you think that there aren't going to be individuals within that company that are going to want to sabotage anything that he's going to do, I got a bridge to sell you. Before they, need, before they start talking about turning a profit at Twitter, they have got to clean house. 
And you need to make amends with your customer base. You need to understand, all of you, that when you use these platforms, you are the product. You aren't just the consumer. You are the product. You are sold. Targeted ads to you, like on Facebook. You are the product. Same thing with Twitter. So you're going to pay to be a product. It's like paying to wear a logo shirt. You're advertising for somebody. Can I be real? I had a friend that literally spent $350 on a t-shirt. It said Gucci. Oh, I made fun of her already to her face. So I was like, and you wore it out. I'm like, are they, is Gucci paying you to wear that out? That's a great brand, but are they pay, literally, the, you know what I mean? The white shirt that has the brand across. I'm like, did they pay you to do that? Like you are literally a prostitute. You're pimping. And I don't mean that. Like, I'm just very, just blunt. I'm like, I love you. But you realize you're, you're being a brand prostitute. You're, you paid them to wear that. They got you convinced that doing that signals your status to everybody else. That's what it is. And they've got it. They've got you warped in your mind and they've got you convinced that this is, it's a status symbol. I'm going to advertise for free for them. $350 advertise for, I'm going to pay to advertise for you. No way. No way. What is it? Can you remember that? What did it go around? It went around a while ago. It was this meme or this viral story, not a meme. It was this viral story and it had to do with this graphic designer. And someone was like, hey, you know, you get, if you do this for us for free, you get recognition. And they're like, recognition? Shut up. I can't eat recognition. I can't pay my rent with recognition. I can't sit here and swipe recognition at the, when I'm at the grocery store. Shut up. It's the same thing. But I say this because this is what social media, this is kind of like that same psychology, you know? So I think that what they did was they just pushed out that $20 like Overton window. Oh, no, it's half that. See, it's less than half that. You thought it was going to be bad. It's only this. It's still $8 too bad. I will literally let mine lapse. I do not care. I, I, out of, I will not do it. You got to make amends. How are you, how are you going to sit here and suggest money when you can't offer fairness? How are you going to, how are you going to suggest a fee when you have not made amends with the customer base? How is that going to work? See, it doesn't make it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Not going to happen. So, and honestly, it's not a real place. It's not. It's not a real place. I just want to know how they're going to protect against those. You know, the, the impersonation accounts that go out there. You were talking about that earlier about being verified was, you know, essentially the fight against those people putting those impersonation accounts together. So now that everybody can do a blue check mark for eight bucks a month, how are they going to know which account is a parody or a made up account if they can have extremely similar usernames? Mm-hmm. Just doesn't, I don't know. I think this is a bigger problem than what he thinks the solution is. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I just think this whole, the whole thing is silly. Like you just got in there. Like there's, you know, make sure like you clean everything up first before we start doing this. And I get it that people got to turn a profit. I get it. I'm not denying that, but it's like, you know, maybe, 
Like, you can't even find me unless you actually search for me. You could subscribe, like, get notifications to anything I put out, and you still can't. And there's a ton of my, a ton of people that I'm friends with. I have to create separate columns to see some of my friends because they never show up because they're, they're shadow banned. Like, and you can tell if you go to Twitter and you're searching, you have to go uh, to, you can go to most recent, not just top posts, but you have to go to most recent. But there'll be times if I search for some of my friends or even myself, most recent, like stuff doesn't show up. The newest thing that shows up is like five days ago. It's not a top search. It's most recent. They will, they do that on certain, and I don't know if they have done it yet since he's taken over because I know he locked them out of a lot of the content manipulation, but it's, we, there is not a trust base. This is the same thing as, you know, say that you had love a brand of soda and they're poor and they, and they, they put, you know, fentanyl in some of it or something to the people that they don't like they're abusing and poisoning you and then they want you to come back and keep purchasing it even without having made amends or giving you faith that there's no more junk in their product you know what i'm saying it's a weird analogy but i can't think of anything else right now this whole thing is so stupid good grief but what did it you're 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 paying for the privilege of using the public square I get, I'm fine with private companies trying to turn a profit, but I think if you're going to do that, you've got to show everybody that you are acting as nothing more than a facilitator. And so far, Twitter hasn't proven that. What value do people get paying $8 a month to Twitter? What does it do? What, I mean, (laughs) gosh, I I have another response that I'm going to say for Kane when we're off air. I'm not even going to mute myself. So any of you smarty pants out there can't read my lips. Oh, yeah, it's a bad one, but it's amazing. All right, I got a couple of other things here. Coming up, we're going to talk to Dinesh D'Souza about the whole situation with True the Vote. Catherine Engelbrecht, I think Doug Phillips, they were individuals that were, or Greg Phillips were arrested or held in contempt of court because they wouldn't give up a source for this uh, character who ended up getting arrested out in Los Angeles because he was keeping poll worker information on Chinese servers, which you're not supposed to do. So we're going to talk to him about that here coming up. Now, a few other things. I got some wokery for you. One of my favorite shows is the Great British Bake Off. I like I don't I don't watch normal TV like a normal person. I watch horror films, westerns, and baking shows. That's all I watch. I really don't care. And so they had, so this was towards the end of the last month. And people, it was Matt Lucas. He was in Bridesmaids. He was the uh, uh, brother in the apartment with Kristen Wiig and Bridesmaids. And Noel Fielding, who is in one of my favorite shows of all time, Mighty Boosh. That's one of my absolute favorite shows. And Noel Fielding, he's done some pretty politically. He's, it's weird because he's, he's far left and he's try, it's like he almost is kind of woke. But he's a far left dude. But he's engaged in some of the most politically incorrect comedy I've ever seen, at least for a British person. And so he's one of the he's the the, the tall, odd, black haired dude uh, on um, Great British Baking Show. So him and Matt Lucas, they apparently they were having uh, uh, the for the Great British Bake Off. They were having Mexican week and they opened up the show wearing sombreros and they they were just they didn't even say anything offensive. Um, Like, for instance, one at one point, Noel said, I don't feel like we should make Mexican jokes. People will get upset. They were in ponchos and sombreros. And then. uh Matt Lucas said, well, not even one. And I mean, I get what they, you know, come on, guys. It's people are getting so uh, like completely freaked out about it. They were mad that there were sombreros in, that they were wearing sombreros. They were mad at at um, their pronunciation of certain Mexican foods. They were mad at certain, you know, other things. Kane, your part, your, your, 
you're wide adjacent, remember, because you're half Mexican. So That's you true. get to be, ri- you can riot over this, apparently. From what I understand by society's rules, you can riot. I find it hilarious, actually. I just don't understand do. why. I mean, you, you literally have dudes walking around in woman face, but this is going to make you mad? Right. Oh, I don't have enough middle fingers on my hands right now. I do not. Do not. I just, I can't, I can't take it seriously. You got dudes who are walking around talking about how it's okay for women to have bulges, like the guy who interviewed Joe Biden uh, two weeks ago. But this, that doesn't make you mad, but this makes you mad? Somebody wore a sombrero? Right, and have a, a million seats. And it's an entire week that actually highlights bakery Amazing items Mexico. Mexico. And I want to watch this because exactly. I am all about that. I want to watch it. And then you got all the, you, got, you have all these like woke schools that are out there freaking out over all of it. It was interesting because one of the, their legit, one of their more serious judges, uh, Prue, was actually defending it, saying that people were just getting ridiculous. She said that you know they have a tons of diversity with contestants. And I mean, they had Japanese week, which was actually pretty amazing. And some people were like, oh, you're lumping it all together under one umbrella and forcing all Asian cultures are the same stereotype, which I don't actually think so. Because they, I mean, they're they're trying to show all of the different types of things that you can do and the relationship that some things have in one culture with other things in other cultures. Like I did, um, what is it? I did an invisible apple gateau uh, one Thanksgiving, which was partially inspired by a Japanese recipe. And it's when you slice the apples so thin and you drench them in the batter and you can't tell where the fruit begins and the, the actual, you know, cake begins. Uh, and it was absolutely amazing. That's why it's called it. It was invisible. And it was so good. And it's like I would not have. And I actually got that off of it was a recipe that I modified off of great British British baking show. And so there, that's the whole purpose is to explore baking and cooking and being inspired by other cultures. And everybody I mean, these these people are modern day segregationists. I don't know how else to describe it. They think all oh, the culture shouldn't mix. You know who else talked like that? The Klan back in the day yeah. and Democrats today <laughs> because they're the same thing. Uh, but. Stop. Just can everybody unclench their butts for five seconds, chill the hell out and realize the world is not out to get you. Okay, that's the government. All right. As we get moving on, you're going to like I'm sure. Hi, CIA. And now all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five brought to you by Caltech. So I have a couple of other. This is a couple of other headlines here that I wasn't able to get to. So this is. California man who was dressed as a fireball whiskey bottle. He got in trouble for drunken conduct. Yeah, he was dressed as a fireball costume. Uh, and uh, it was arrested for, I'm not going to lie, and it's not bad. Uh, he was <laughs> Dominic Salazar. He was booked in the county lockup 3.20 a.m. on an assortment. It was a cornucopia of felony, misdemeanor, and vehicular counts. He lives in Central California. He's being held in lieu of $55,000 bond. And uh, I love how they go. The whiskey outfit, which retails for $45, is intended for adults of legal drinking age. Yeah, you can't you can't be doing all of that. They, they, But he ended up getting in trouble. So it seems like he was drunk and got into some shenanigans and then he got busted. So you can't be just, you know, this is the chef's kiss that he was in that costume. The uh, Pentagon attributes UFO sightings to spies and airborne trash. I don't believe you. 
I don't believe you. No, that's what they say. They go. They said we've been offering transparency. DNI, Director of National Intelligence, they per, they're providing an update to a report the intel agency made in June of last year. They looked at 140 incidents of unidentified uh, air, air whatever uh, between 2004 2021, and they said they're downplaying the theories of alien invasions. And they say oh, it's more like most likely ordinary objects. I don't believe you. And a family turned their pet dog into an ornament like the uh, Coraline movie. They decided to stuff it. And uh, some users are, they said that it's disturbing. Kind of. We, we saw President Biden out there saying that he's going to be announcing more steps to take on inflation and particularly gas prices this week. What more can he do? Well, I won't get ahead of the president, but as you have seen uh, throughout this year, he's taken a number of steps, everything from flexibility on ethanol to uh, the release from the strategic oil reserve to try to create a little bit of breathing room for families that are paying too much at the. Um, by breathing room. What does he mean by that? Because breathing room would mean if you're trying to create some breathing room, what you would end up doing is is having a little bit more domestic production to offset the incredible increase in cost of gas. Um, I'm just just, you know, good heavens. I saw, I've seen a lot of dumb stuff circulate on the internet. That's just one of them. That's uh, Secretary Mayor Poot Buttigieg. We've gone over this. So first off, a quick break on regular, this is more cultural. We've been talking a lot about gas. I got midterm stuff coming up for you. This is a cool, I feel like we are in the fight to save men. Although I do think that there is a beginning of a turnaround on this. Kane, do you see that kind of a little bit? I sort of see a little bit. Now, the reason we had a huge, we almost started physically fighting on break here on staff. It was me and Kane versus Juan and Steve. Yeah. It, it is one of the most epic battles that we have ever had. There's some hard feelings. Kane and I would agree with him, but we'd be wrong. And, you know, somebody's got to be right on this stuff. So I don't even, I think it came up. We were, cause normally I don't, I don't follow the celebrities. I don't really care. But for some reason, I think it's cause I like Florence Pugh as an actress. I was following this stuff with what's her face. The worst part of Tron, Olivia Wilde, uh, and, uh, Jason Sudeikis, who's Ted Lasso and politics, people's politics aside. I do think that Sudeikis is less annoying than Olivia Wilde. But anyway, apparently she's totally, she was reportedly screwing around on him. Got with Harry Styles. And I was looking at a photo of Harry Styles and I'm like, I don't get, I don't get the appeal of him over Sudeikis. I really don't. Especially because he is a man who wears wide leg pants. And I have very strong opinions. I don't care if you're gay or straight. You should not be allowed to wear wide leg pants as a man unless you're a sailor from the 30s and 40s. You should not. The zoot suit is gone, guys. It's gone. We're not doing no zoot suit riot. We don't have that no more. And I was looking at a full, we had a huge discussion about this because I said that he's, and I gave like, for instance, for those of you watching the, the simulcast of our nationally syndicated radio show, if you're watching it on YouTube or the first, I don't even understand what is with the weird Bugs Bunny type collar that styles. I don't know. His stylist hates him, hates him. 
I, that's all I'm left to assume. I've never seen a man dressed. He's he he is dressed like new moms dress their firstborn babies. Ridiculous, right? That is how he's dressed. Wearing a in one photo, he's wearing a double-breasted velvet jacket over some J. Crew powder blue-looking Beto O'Rourke shirt because he always wears the same shirt, and over wide-leg striped pants. Trousers that are just they should be hemmed. I'm sorry. The only things that need to be dust in the floor are women's pants if they're wearing heels or drapes. That's it. I have very strong opinions about this. He his clothes wear him. He doesn't wear the clothes. And so Steve brought up David Bowie. And he's like, do you think that he is the generation's David Bowie? And after Kane and I died and came back to life and died again and came back to life, we said no. Because David Bowie wrote his own stuff. David Bowie dressed himself. David Bowie was David Bowie. Everyone else is a pathetic, complete copy. That's it. And he wore his stuff. His stuff didn't wear him. And I just can't. My whole point is that I don't know what anybody would see in this guy. Why you would leave your baby daddy for him. I just don't get it. What? I don't get it, right? He just, he looks mousy. What is with these mousy dudes, right? He doesn't even look heroin chic. He doesn't even look like he has the forearm strength to pick up the needle. I mean, I just not to like, you know, I'm not glorifying anything. But you see what I'm saying? Kane, you're full of opinions on this. You agree with me because you're also correct. Yes, um, I do. Plus, I think Olivia Wilde, like there was a decade ago where I was like, man, a total crush on that girl because she's hot. But lately, I'm like, what kind of decisions is this girl making? I can't, I can't. I can't go along with that anymore. And now Harry Styles as David Bowie or this generation's David no. Bowie. Steve put that tweet out on the show account, by the way. But, uh, I can't go Steve said that. that on the show account. I did not say this. He asked the question. I'm like, I wouldn't even ask that question. Let the people speak. All right. Oh, my gosh. He has one song. Well, he was he's a boy bander. And there was one song that they did that wasn't heinous and didn't make me want to. It didn't it didn't make me want to eat Tide Pods. But it did not, he, it just, I have no words. He's not Bowie. He's not rock. When he was himself and kind of did his own thing, that was cool. I don't think you have enough information on this topic to make an opinion on this. I don't think you've listened to it enough. Oh, I think I have. I look, I will totally judge you by appearance, especially if you're in entertainment, because you are will, you're willingly offering yourself up to be judged by appearance. It's part of the package. It is. I didn't know if you were talking about Bowie right there. See? It's the same thing. Bowie looked cool. That's the difference. He was cool. This guy is not. Harry Styles is not. He's a weenie. These are all subjective opinions. Mm -mm. I just don't... don't, Like, him over Sudeikis? Are you kidding me? Like, Jason Sudeikis is funny. Look at that collar on screen. That's a different conversation. You should be arrested. See, this is why I can't be president. I would have him arrested. In a stiff wind, he'd be taken out. That is... It's too starched. Oh, my gosh. It's ridiculously cut. That's not edgy. It's he looks like a kook. Take somebody's eye out. He looks like he went to the children's palace with his mom and his mom dressed him. He looks like a little Lord Fauntleroy reject. It's bad. It's bad. I don't know. I don't I don't mean. Yes, I actually do, because I think again, I just I am very particular on dudes and how they should dress. I don't think you should a dude should care that much about his appearance to that extent. And I, I don't know. And and do not wear unless you unless it's like a jewel tone and it's fall and you have that personality, don't be wearing no velvet blazer. Don't be doing that. 
Just put it back in the closet. That's not for you. That's not for you, man. Put it back in the. Put it back up on that rack. Put it back up. Golly. Well, our listeners would agree with you. <sighs> See, I'm telling. I'm just saying. I and and it's not because I'm being mean. I want you to be the best person that you could be. Yeah. So That's far, not him. we have just under 100 votes. It was put out eight minutes ago. Mm. Just under 100 votes. 92.8 percent agree with Dana and myself. Mm. 7.2 percent agree with Juan and Steve. Oh man. I, I can't I can't so that is we had to get I had to get I had to get that out of the way because it's it was hurting me it's hurting me all right so a couple of other things I want to make sure that we're getting into uh, as well housing market is cooling which everybody kind of saw we all knew that apparently sales are going to show for the last month drop have dropped uh, for eight consecutive months Blaming high borrowing costs with the rate of mortgage mortgages set to surpass 7% this week. Average rate on 30-year fix now sits at 6.92%. Oh, I know. It's the highest it's been since 2002. Nationwide, home prices have soared over 43% over the past two years. Oof. And mortgage rates, oh, hang on, Kane, hang on. They're set to surpass this week 7%. Mm, that's not good. This is wild. The average home price. I remember when the average home price was two fifty. I remember when it was one fifty. Comes as the the average home price for all housing types last month reached a record of three hundred eighty nine thousand five hundred. That's crazy. Oh, oh my gosh, there's going to be a crash. It's up 7.7% from a year ago. The average in July, this is wild, was 428,700. How was that? That was the average in July? Huh? That, yeah, that was the average in July. That is according to the people who keep the averages. S&P CoreLogic case. The Case-Shiller Index. Whew. So the market is, is cooling. Man, I'm telling you, it I is. I blame BlackRock, actually. Have you noticed, because, I've been seeing commercials for them on cable. Have you been seeing that? Oh, yeah, I know. It's like they're ramping that back up again. Hmm. But what ended up happening was they were going online on like Zillow and other places mm-hmm. and buying up these homes everywhere. And they'd buy them at higher prices to inflate the other property values that they own in the area. And pay cash. Right. And so that rinse and repeat action is why we're where we are at. When we sold our house, we had an offer that came in from an entity. They were paying above market price. They offered above market price for cash, and I was immediately suspicious, as I am of everything. And I'm like, I want to know who who I want to know more about these people. And because I I thought I, w- I want to sell to a family. I want to I don't want to sell to a business, an entity. So I was. Uh, it really weirded me out because I mean it was it. And then they and then they came back. They're like, Oh, do you want more cash? And I'm like, Oh, this is weird. This is just weird. It was weird to me. You know. I mean, I. Of course, I mean, they make it to be where it's a very attractive offer. But at the same time, there's consequences to it. You know, it's just weird. It's very weird. But um, this on top of, remember how Mayor Secretary Newman Buttigieg, Wall Street Journal is disagreeing with him. They're saying, oh, no, we're going to have a lot of job losses by next year. He was saying, well, we're not in a recession, but, you know, it's a potential. No, no, no. Economists expect a recession. I think, again, we're in it. I don't know what this expect nonsense is. I, don't, I just don't get it. They said that the forecasts for 2023 are gloomy. It means we're going to have some... Do you think we're... Sidebar. Quick sidebar cultural question. Whenever the economy was bad, when I was a kid, 
That's when we would get some really great music. But is the electric guitar dead and is punk going to come back and will this spur it? That's a whole other separate issue to this. So just lay that on the table and think about it. Hmm? People, when they're mad, when the, when the economy is doing poorly, when they want to be able to screech about the government, that's a great outlet. I'm just saying. On average, economists predict GDP is going to contract 0.2% annual rate the first quarter of 23, shrink 0.1% in the second quarter. It's, it's, they're going to have to cut jobs in second and third quarter. I mean, how are you going to, how are you going to try to mitigate slowed and lowered growth and, and way less profits? How are you going to, how is that going to happen? According to the last survey, they expected, I mean, they're, they always have to revise what they add down. But they're trying to, forecasters are saying that they don't believe that the Fed can keep ri- raising the rates in order to cool off inflation without triggering job losses in an economic downturn. I mean, they said like 60 per, over 60% of them are saying this. So it's gloomy. Gloomy and as sad as Harry Styles' shirt collars. All right, we have. Send me to Washington, D.C. Take on to make sure I push back against work to work. Well, work to work, he says. Some bad stuff, that work to work. That is uh, John Fetterman. Don't talk about him, though, because his wife will get mad and call you ableist or something, which doesn't doesn't make any doesn't make any sense uh so welcome back to the program your lovable hostess here and uh i wouldn't want to say that i appreciate all of you out there in radio land who are agreeing with us on twitter kane and i against Stephen juan on the harry styles horrible dressing issue and how if you had to choose between him and jason sudeikis how is there even a competition doesn't even make any sense doesn't make any sense i mean kane's you know healthy american male you know, and he's, you know, but he likes him it. some ladies. Yeah. I but he's admit. like, that guy looks now. I could admit when I think a woman should choose one guy over another. Yeah. I mean, like other I women know when another woman's pretty. Other dudes know when another dude is like handsome or cool looking. I mean, it's the same thing. Oh, my goodness. All right. So a few other things I want to make sure we're because uh, we have a whole other hour coming up. We got a lot happening still uh, today in the program. Uh, we've got discussions coming up on the latest with China. Apparently, Xi Jinping's going to rule forever. We're going to discuss that. We also have some wokery for you as well. Speaking of wokery, um, I am... There's an equity chief in the Pentagon. The Pentagon's equity chief has praised a book calling 9-11 first responders menaces as she pushes for a revolution. Kalisa Wing. Uh, ooh. She's a self-described woke Pentagon equity chief. She's under a probe over anti-white tweets uncovered by uh, a number of folks, including Fox News Digital. She recommended a social justice book for classrooms, which legit calls 9-11 first responders quote-unquote menaces. She's a diversity, equity, inclusion, DEI chief at the Pentagon's education wing. Why do we even need that? Yeah. yeah. And she, I just don't, oh man. I mean, she really, she, she was, she recommended this book that's, it was called Between the World and Me about 9-11 responders. And it says, quote, they were not human to me, black, white, or whatever. They were menaces of nature. They were the fire, the comet, and the storm. 
uh, which could with no justification no justification shatter my body oh my gosh that's a line in the book that she's recommending for kids i don't know why we need dei people in any form of government i think it's so ridiculous these are these are snake oil positions absolute snake oil positions that this dei stuff is such a scam such a scam and we don't need it for the we don't need it for the pentagon i hope that when Republicans take over Congress and if we win in 2024 that we get rid of all of these positions within within the uh, government. We don't need any of them. We don't need them. Not a single one of them. Just incredibly, just wild, 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 wild. Now, one other quick thing. We're going to talk about this more. Did you guys hear about this? This is just in. U.S. researchers at Boston University, oh, you're going to love this, have developed a new lethal COVID mutant strain in a lab echoing the exact type of experiments that many fear caused this pandemic in the first place. Boston University created a new COVID strain that has an 80% kill rate. It's a hybrid of Omicron and the original Wuhan virus. It killed 80% of mice infected with it at Boston University. Those poor mice. All right, stick with us. We got more in store. We're going to come back to this too. Why are they doing that? Why are they messing with this? You know it's bad. Are you just trying to figure out how bad it is? Stay with us. Republican response, sue the federal government and block, block that relief. Now, that's what they've done. I mean, think about this. That's mega, mega trickle down politics in the extreme. I'll never apologize for helping working the middle class folks. What? I'll never apologize. Not going to apologize. Mega, mega, extreme. Dun, dun, the bar's just been raised. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon, starting your third hour here on Monday. Leader of the free world, everybody. <laughs> mega, mega, extreme. So we had extreme mega, and then we had mega, mega, and now it's mega, mega, extreme. Oh. Wow. There you go. Look at that. Mega, mega, extreme. He's, uh, I, they really think that's going to work, don't they? Don't they? He really, he really thinks that that's going to work. We were trying to, um, nothing, nothing bad except Megatron. But even then, really? Because it's a lot of Tron. Mega always denotes something good. And extreme means it's probably going to be really good. Just saying. Mega, mega, extreme. I, um, I'm not going to stop with this. That's the, what is that? What does he mean? Mega, mega, extreme trickle down politics. What in the hell is trickle down politics? It's when the politics trickles down. Okay. I feel like this is that scene from, uh, it's SCH, Schitt's Creek, the show, when you have David and Moira Rose talking about folding in the cheese. And it was her mother's enchiladas recipe. And she was like, well, Dave, I know that you have to fold in the cheese. And he's like, what does that mean, fold in the cheese? And she's like, I don't know, just fold in the cheese. He's like, this is your mother's recipe. What does that mean? If you say fold in the cheese one more time. What is, what is trickle down politics? What does that mean? What does my that best, mean? My best guess. 
is that they think they got traction with trickle-down economics as though that's a now a negative in people's minds. So now they use that negative with the MAGA negative, and they've added mega to it and extreme. So you know now what? they think they're doing... I got an idea. Just And is this because someone had suggested this, one of our listeners? If he really wanted to tie... Because, you know, they're hemorrhaging Hispanics, Hispanic supporters. I'm really surprised he didn't go with the with the mucho mega mega. Oh. <laughs> While playing Despacito. I know, right? Just a, it's a mucho. He probably would. I would love to hear him try to pronounce it after the. What did she? I can't even say it incorrectly. How did she say it incorrectly? Cise Poadway. No, no, not the Cise Poadway. Oh. Bogada. Oh, yeah. Isn't that how she said it? Bogada. Bogada. Yeah. I yeah. have to actually stop and think. Bogada. It's like watching uh, Team America, Matt Damon. It's I can't deal. All right. So the uh, mega MAGA extreme. Adrian goes, why does Joe Biden talk about the GOP like a new Doritos flavor? Mmm, Doritos. <laughs> it's mega MAGA extreme. I need one more adjective on it. We're going to need another adjective. Cool Ranch. No, no, no. Like, do you think I, if he tags one more adjective onto it, then that's the slogan forever. Mega, mega, extreme, whatever it is. I'm, I am surprised he didn't say mucho. Yeah, cool ranch extreme. Gosh, please, someone do that. He's like, um, I, I, he'll, I, 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 he just, he, he landed that the first time and now he's going to constantly do it because he thinks it's clever. I just, uh, so now someone showed me the never-ending levels of MAGA, Justine did. So you have MAGA, you have Dark MAGA, Ultra MAGA, the Great MAGA King, MAGA Gang, Nuclear MAGA, MAGA Forces, and Mega MAGA. So there's like all different kinds of things out there, different levels. My gosh. So they really want you to be terrified of whatever that is. I'm still trying to understand, and you were saying, the mega, mega extreme, the trickle-down politics, how it was, I guess. They're trying to copy the trickle-down economics, which I thought they hated. I don't know. Uh, I still don't understand what that means. It is... hmm. Now... I saw this from a a publication that was reporting on how the Saudi crown prince reportedly mocked Biden in private, making fun of his gaffes and questioning his mental acuity. Wall Street Journal. Oh, but is it just him, though? Because I think every leader is doing this at this point. Really? Is it just the Saudis? Because I feel like everybody's doing it. It's mega mega extreme trickle down politics. Jiminy Christmas. Well, there's their messaging. What are you going to vote for? The trickle-down politics of the mega-mega extreme? Or taxpayer-funded eunuch surgery? I don't know. What do you call it? What is the... It's not... I'm not doing the gender reassignment. You can't reassign a vagina. Okay? We're not doing that. No, you got the wrong... This is not Mr. Potato Head. Man, I could really go a long way with that comparison, but we're going to stop there. I think I, I think it maybe made Kane nervous. Now, did it though? A little, a little bit. Little. So the uh, messaging on this—they're having problems. Their Democrats are struggling. First off, I saw this piece 
real clear politics. Republicans won the abortion fight over this, particularly on language. And this is what's important. Democrats, as I said, got themselves in a very difficult position where they're not going to be able to argue this without admitting where that they don't believe in any kind of limitation. So they they already they screwed up. They went too far on it. and They screwed themselves up. Uh, They've also hurt themselves on everything from lockdown to the economy. If you look at the presidential job approval, actually, you know what? I haven't done that since Friday. So let's let's do let's do let's look at the uh, Biden job approval. RCP average, ladies and gentlemen, is 54 disapproval. Oh, That's some mega, mega ridiculousness, isn't it? We're just going to use that with everything now. And then, yeah, we're going to use that with everything now. Mega, mega everything. So this plus stuff like this. Daily Wire has a story about how the State Department, I reported last week, that they are spending $20,000 taxpayer dollars on funding drag shows in Ecuador. So they've now, they've doubled down on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Three workshops and a two-minute documentary and 12 drag theater performances. It's supposed to go till August 31st of 2023. They said that it's all about diversity, inclusion, and representation to equity and accessibility. That is one of the stupidest statements I've ever heard. So let me go back to it. They literally said that they wanted to, the, the State Department spokesperson said in an official statement that the grant, the grant funds programs in Ecuador to incorporate and conceptualize, quote, Diversity, inclusion, and representation to equity and accessibility. Wow, the sentence structure. It is mega, mega stupid. They want representation to equity. Let's just stop that. The hell does that mean? I want representation to something that is describing an amount. <laughs> what? To, I want representation to accessibility. That doesn't even make sense. What? They just say words. Marbles, soap, keychains, counters. Makes sense, right? Just going to say random words. That's all they do anymore. They just put random words out. Did Kamala write this? Kamala Harris, did she write this? So they said that they, that's what the grant is about. Diversity, inclusion, and representation to equity and accessibility. That's what our tax dollars. Aren't you glad that you work so hard? I mean, granted, wage growth isn't going, you know, it's not keeping up at all with the pace of inflation. You're spending thousands of dollars extra a year because of inflation. We, nobody can afford anything anymore. People aren't going to be going on vacation. Cars are expensive. Gas is expensive. Diesel is going to be even more expensive now because uh, we only have 20 some odd days left of it. Uh, everything is just going to hell in a handbasket. But we're so glad that we can fund the, quote, diversity, inclusion and representation to equity and accessibility of drag shows in Ecuador. Hashtag mega, mega priorities, Biden. Good grief. That, so the Ecuadorians can express themselves freely in safety. That's the whole thing. That's literally, they, they continued. The program's goals to promote tolerance. And the, I don't know. No, no, no. You know how you don't promote tolerance? By taking my money to do it. Ecuadorians can promote their own damn tolerance. Ecuadorians can express themselves freely and safely on their own damn dime. My money is not required for this. Is your money required for this? If you want to fund this in your country, then you fund it yourself in your own country. The end. I don't, people are broke. 
How are you going to sit here and tell someone, I'm sorry you're going to have less money to pay your bills, but there's a drag queen in Ecuador that really needs to be able to perform, and they need this money more than you to express themselves, to have representation to equity. And you wonder why people, you wonder why so many people are leaving the Democrat Party. Good grief. Now, I mentioned that I had this story before. There was, uh, it was Uncover DC. They had a court order outlining government uh, and big tech collusion, which we've kind of known about, but there was an expedited uh, discovery and the results apparently in this ongoing case. And it had to do, uh, it involves uh, really every, everything with, with lockdown and everything with the uh, injections, et cetera, et cetera. But they said that uh, that was the State Department, uh, the CDC, other government organizations that had been working on, quote unquote, critical infrastructure, because that's apparently how you, uh, American thoughts are, are titled or thought of as critical infrastructure. And people uh, posting on social media, that is considered uh, I mean, apparently even the Census Bureau was involved and all that. There's like a bunch of stuff here. There's a big, I mean, I haven't read through the whole entire document yet, but I will link this in your email that you get uh, when you subscribe to my newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack. But it is, it's kind of, it's more details on what we knew about the government working with tech and tech acting as agents of states to help control conversations about lockdowns and um, injections and vaccines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Apparently, a lot of this stuff came down, came out in discovery in this ongoing on the ongoing fight with this, and it's um it's I mean it's some interesting stuff, very interesting stuff, and it's in this is what I really hope because Elon Musk said when he takes over Twitter he's going to fire like seventy five percent of people. You don't even I don't even think you need the number of where is that bad. I, that's not bad at all. I, don't think, I think all of those people are involved. Those are probably the people that are making sure that I have 100 followers deleted approximately every single day and go back to suppressing people. And they took like, what, another 20,000 just in the past two weeks. It's crazy stuff. It's those people. There's too many of those people there. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Mm-mm-mm. So an Australian bank has begun linking customers' carbon footprint to their purchases, which is super ridiculously annoying. Uh, this is, I mean, this is honestly, this is what they're going to be doing to everybody, not just in Australia. So it's like the carbon allowance limits. A major bank in Australia, they have this new feature. So if a customer purchases something, it links them to their BS carbon footprint and warns them that they're going over the average. So you're going over your average. So they try to make customers feel guilty about it, like eight trees being cut. But Kane, this is why you and I, we need to start that business we were talking about, like the carbon, what, like the indulgences for the carbon, whatever's. Yeah, like the carbon credits. See, no, no, that's okay. Cause I, I went ahead and I gave money to these people who said they're planting trees. So it's so totally okay. Oh, that makes it better. That makes it better. Yeah. Uh, also, new sneakers for horses, $1,200 per hoof from Nike of all places. Mayor Jordan. I No, they said a company that Nike is trying to bring street style to the equestrian world. Custom high-end sneakers for the special stud in your life, reports New York Post. Uh, it's It could literally be $5,000. It's a Kentucky company called Horse Kicks, the world's first online custom sneaker retailer exclusively for horses. I mean, we're in an inflation. This company is going to go up. There's no way 
They even have little Yeezys. So it's uh, it's they they create. I wonder if they have to pay licensing for this because they said it wasn't live yet. Well, if they don't, they're going to get sh- they're probably already shut down because they're they, you, these companies are ruthless and they have to be in order to protect their IP. Climate activists glued themselves to Ferraris at a Paris auto show. That's just so dumb. Uh, they didn't they throw like food at all these paintings to try. It's like Ralph in the Simpsons. Simpsons. I'm happy. So they said that they were seated on the floor, their hands pressed to vehicles, and they said auto show of destruction. They said that these automobile industries trying to greenwash their image uh, by using, a, I think the whole EV everything is greenwash because it's not actually green. Just be honest about it. But I do think it's funny when people glue themselves to stuff. Uh, they said that some of the protesters that were doing it, they had a really rough night glued to the floor at a po- Porsche muse- museum. They couldn't use the restroom. And apparently none of them thought about that before they glued their hands to the floor. I'm not kidding. That's an actual headline. They glued their hands to the floor and then forgot about basic needs like using the restroom. Fetterman as a nominee at some point for president. Um, I know there's some variables, obviously. <laughs> but just a few. Just a few. <laughs> but I just, you know, it, it, what he did in the, in the super red, deep red parts of Pennsylvania and the way that he ran ahead of Biden, as you were saying, ran ahead of Trump. I mean, it just makes, it makes you wonder about his future. Really? That's MSNBC. They're floating Fetterneck as the potential president. Oh, my gosh. I know there's some variables, like the fact that he doesn't know really where he is and he can't really talk and, you know, he's in recovery and it's so bad. Welcome back to the show. You're surly curmudgeon here with you. Oh, man. I wish I had better news. Well, look, this is what I do have for you. Hold up. Hold up. So apparently Cook Political Report has some raw data. And what they're saying is that Republicans did better in the 22 midterms. It was plus 6.1 than they did in the 2014 midterms, plus 5.7. Can I just, Anne, like how far back do you have to go? (laughs) Right? Look, they did way better, guys. Way better. In 2014, look, you did better than in 2014. Oh, Wow. So that's dumb. Did we, so, did we do better in 2010? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, go back further. Go back even more. I, I don't know. Like, what is that even? Is that, am I being ignorant? I just, that seems so stupid. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, whatever. You know, so they did better then. It's in 2014. Okay. Yeah, they said the GOP is ahead in the generic congressional vote by six plus. So can we wait for everything in first? We don't even know yet. We're still counting. They don't know how to count above 360, apparently, uh, the people doing the elections out in uh, Congressional 3rd District in Colorado. What comes after 360? (laughs) Is it five? But there's three numbers here to make one larger number. What comes after that? Right? It's where we're at. We don't know how to count. Oh, man alive. So, uh, as I said, welcome back. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter over on Substack, Chapter and Verse, because if anything happens, I'll put it out there, and uh, I'll have the link on uh, Facebook, too. But Harmony Dillon, had, she tweeted a little bit ago and said the biggest problem right now in Arizona, it's Maricopa and Pima County. And she says the Pima recorder is even more political and less cooperative than Maricopa. She says to her, it kind of looks like they're slow walking some stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to look at the, let's look at, Mm, let's go and look at the Pima County recorder. Oh boy. I mean, so you want, oh man, 
She's got everything that you would want in her bio. Uh, she's got pronouns. Ding. Zenial. Ding. Which, what does stop with that? That's so stupid. That's what they call baby Gen Xers. Either be Gen X or millennials. Shut up. Uh, oh, and then she has dismantling white supremacy. Ding. Man, your bingo card's already almost full if you were counting all this. So, yeah, she's like super politicized. What was it? Someone was telling me. Who is it that is it USPS that does that sh- that carries the the transports the the votes the ballots, and they're allowed their unions allowed to make endorsements, right? Apparently. So why are they allowed to transport ballots if you can make endorsements? Great question. Right. I mean, I understand that people are going to have their political beliefs, but I think that when you seek government jobs, you forfeit that kind of as a trade-off because that undermines i'm just going to say if you want to undermine people's uh trust in the electoral system their faith in the system being overly political while having these government positions is a really great way to do it that's just a great way to do it and that's kind of what we're seeing i just can't believe what it's, it's i mean we're literally in the middle of our second hour on thursday and we still don't have totals we still do not have totals. <sighs> I know. Let's get into a couple of other things here. So uh, on Twitter, I've noticed that I guess they're doing the blue chat. How do you even do that? How do you even find that? I'm not paying eight dollars. If they take mine away, then oh, well, uh, what I guess you can pay the eight dollars and get the thing now. Where do you even, I I don't even know where, so here's, they've been having problems already. (laughs) So it's actually kind of funny. So they've had LeBron James and others impersonated by verified accounts. Some have already been suspended. It's the $7.99 a month version of Twitter Blue. So you can pay for the blue check. And they said that, uh, what is it? A bunch of athletes have already been parodied. Rudy Giuliani was parodied. Oh, but then they also have, they also have a, uh, George W. Bush, he was he was parodied. They, I mean, and it had like the official. They had a fake Nintendo, and it was Mario giving everybody the finger. And then they had at George W. Bushes, and it said, "I miss killing Iraqis." That's what he had, and it was verified. Oh man, oh man, oh man! And it said, "Y'all are missing the point about the eight dollars. It's a small price to make this app completely unusable." And I'm assuming he's going to quickly learn we can get refunds from the credit cards we use if he suspends us prior to a month. And then there was LeBron. They had uh, a fake LeBron James. I am officially requesting a trade. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's actually hysterical. So that's not going so well for everybody. I I don't know. Has the throttling stopped yet? I don't even know if that stopped. The shadow banning. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. So there was also the official. So they had this label that he had that was called official that was given to some verified accounts earlier. And that was his, I guess, answer to trying to figure out the legitimacy of an account outside of the blue check mark. And then when somebody said that his official badge was gone, Musk said, oh, I killed it. So he said that the blue check mark is going to be the great leveler. And he goes, please note, Twitter will do lots of dumb things in the coming months. We will keep what works and change what doesn't. (laughs) I just think it's all funny. I don't know. 
I'm just watching it. I'm just sitting here. I'm just going to, you know, eat my popcorn and watch and wait for the 10 years it's going to take for the votes to come in. You know, who knows? All right. So I wanted to switch to the wokery. Let's get some wokery in while we, you know, nobody knows what the hell's going on in the country. Hey, let's see. Oh, let's do this one. The great Miss Greater Dairy. <laughs> I loved that when the photo went out on this, they actually had felt like they had to circle the individual about whom this was. This is about this, you know, this lives at TikTok. And it said a biological male won Miss Greater Dairy, which is a beauty pageant in New Hampshire under the Miss America organization. Brian Nigan became the first uh, transgender to win a title under the organization. Uh, he is a. I mean, they did. They circled it because there's one large or a big gal, <laughs> big girl in a red dress. She's like two of the other ones. And then you realize that's a dude. Almost three of the other yeah, that is a total. That's a dude. Uh, yeah, I it's a male who is she sounds hideous. Well, she's yeah. a guy, so yeah, it was a guy. Uh, I mean, look at so he's standing next to Miss Portsmouth, he could break Miss Portsmouth in half. If if so, if you're watching the nationally the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show, Miss Portsmouth is the littlest, littler girl next to him. And she looks tiny. And he could just throw her, break her and throw her in half. So he was chosen uh, to be the Miss Greater Dairy. So he took the female title away from all of the females. So he made all the women irrelevant. Because now Miss America is about dudes, apparently. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. Yeah, it's ma'am. Miss Crater Dairy. You know, we wouldn't have known if they hadn't circled him that this fellow in the picture. You know, we wouldn't have known. I mean, I'm just like, let me, for those of you who can't see it, let me describe it for you. So he's, uh, there's a bunch of, uh, a bunch of young ladies in cocktail gowns, cocktail dresses. All of them are in cocktail dresses. And they all have their sashes, Miss So-and-so, Miss This Town, Miss That Town. And then right in the middle... Right in the middle is this rather large individual in a in a red gown, and that is uh, Miss Greater Dairy. Oh, and he got a scholarship too. So there was a woman who didn't get a scholarship. Hmm. I mean, it's a great. I mean, this is great. I mean, because we wouldn't have known who he was had they not circled it. He just blended right in, you know. We would not have known. I mean, man, what? We would not have known. It's like wearing pink camouflage out in the, out in the woods. We wouldn't have known, Kane. We really wouldn't have. I, I have, I've got questions. Because uh, th- this is between the ages of 17 and 24. And honestly, I really feel like the one girl he's standing next to, she looks like she's 14. But she's probably seven. She's probably like the youngest there. I mean, I just, I've got, I don't know. I got questions about this. Then there was this. Let me pull this up. I got this too. A Kansas school district, they're under fire because they banned students who are in woman face from using the, the girls' bathrooms and playing on sports teams of choice. They have to use their birth assigned gender. 
despite, uh, and the teens, of course, are not happy about it. It's the Gardner Edgerton School Board. They approved this policy. And they argue the people who are protesting against it claim that it isolates and targets transgender students for harassment, contributes to their mental health. You're talking about where you go take a deuce, okay? If it's contri- if you are so hung up on where you do your business, then maybe you have other issues that are completely unrelated to it. Women have every right to feel safe and secure in locker rooms and bathrooms. Men have no right to push up on them. No, no, no. That's what this is about. Why is like on bathrooms of all the things? And I wouldn't want a girl who's cosplaying in boy face to be going into the boys bathrooms either. Because remember, it's not about who you're who, to whom you're attracted it's about how you you know you can identify as uh you can be a dude and identify as a chick and still be attracted to chicks i just shouldn't you be focused on i don't know grades this is just getting it's getting ridiculous no pun intended it's it's just crazy so we okay mm. how is it isolating someone it's contributing to my mental health but i want to go pee in this bathroom I'm glad that the parents and the school board are sticking up to that. I mean, I've seen so many students. We had a family member who went through that in their school. And it was an 18-year-old male that wanted to change in the female locker rooms. And uh, our family member, it was a cousin who was in the school, and she was uh, younger. She was under 18, did not feel comfortable changing in front of him in the in the girls' locker room. And... I also think it's kind of big because one is cons- is considered of age and the girls weren't considered of age. And the dude was, I mean, clearly a dude, super tall, you know, somewhat large. And that girls have every right to, to say, no, this is our space. We want to be, they were telling, they were telling the girls, maybe you can go change in the bathroom down the hall. No, why couldn't he? Why was it that the male is always accommodated, but the women are always told, no, you're going to have to go somewhere else. If, if he says he's uncomfortable going into the men's room, that's listened to. But if girls say they feel uncomfortable about having him in their changing areas, oh my gosh, then that doesn't count. Then you're a turf. I'm so tired of this stuff. I think it's, it's, I, I think it's harassment to demand that women share these spaces. I think it's sexual harassment. And it's discriminatory. Good grief. But I'm glad to see that parents and students, because didn't you notice like at first, it kind of felt like students felt as though they couldn't push back on this. And now I think that they, they feel a little bit more empowered to do so. We have uh, more on the way. We're still watching. Any, I, we're not going to get anything today. We're not going to know a single damn thing about Maricopa. We're not going to know nothing about Arizona. We're not going to know nothing about Nevada. They're going to drag this out for as long as possible. I, I mean, how much you want to bet that they, go, they try to drag this out all the way past Thanksgiving, all the way up to that runoff in Georgia? I wouldn't be surprised. Would you? I wouldn't. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. <laughs> It's time for Florida Man. Hmm, I got a couple different stories here. A Florida man was pretending to be Irish while committing fraud. <laughs> this is new. Panama City, Florida. Florida man was arrested after committing multiple fraudulent transactions while pretending to be an Irish national. The Florida Department of Law Enforcement was aware of this man using the name of Declan Quinn to commit fraud. Uh, they found that Mr. Quinn had won the position of HOA Board of Directors Presidents at its Washington County neighborhood. He used his standing in the community to obtain a $17,000 loan fraudulently. And then he even used the fake name to sign the, the uh, notary note saying that he's going to the, the repay the loan, which he didn't do. 
And then they found out his name was Daryl Bulky. And he was a convicted felon out of Wisconsin. He also said he was a member of the Irish Army. He used a fictitious Irish... Okay, so I'm curious. Did he did he fake the accent, too? That's what the story does not tell us. And I'm really upset with it. Because if you're going to go that far, I want to know. Did he fake the accent? Like, hello, I am Irish. Look at me. I love me lucky charms. I mean, like, what did he, what did he do? How did he... I'm just curious. We need to know these things. But he... Um, also obtained over a thousand dollars worth of items at a store so he was arrested he has he's charged with a bunch of third degree felonies so uh let's see i just shared in slack with you guys a video of an underwear clad man eating cheesecake in the middle of the everglades uh also yes wait yeah that happened i i mean it's not a news story but it's like a video that exists i don't even i just that's what i don't know it's 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 thursday uh also additionally pull this up a man accidentally stabbed himself while he was stabbing someone else, said Florida cops. It was a fight over a woman, and one man stabbed himself while he was stabbing somebody else, according to Hernando County Sheriff's Office in Florida. They don't know how exactly what happened, but both of the men ended up in the hospital. The fight erupted 10.30 last Friday, and uh, they said that neither of the men lived there, but bad timing saw them bumping into each other. They became engaged in an argument over a woman who resides at the residence. One brandished a large knife, stabbed the other victim, and then during the incident, he stabbed himself. They found the 26-year-old suspect at the neighbor's home, and he said that he didn't have no ill intent when he stabbed the victim numerous times. He just wanted to put the fear of God in him. That's literally what he told the police. So they took the 24-year-old victim to the trauma center. He's expected to make a full recovery. The other guy was charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon. His bond was set at $25,000. Yeah. We got third hour on the way. Oh, my gosh. Don't go anywhere. At the podium, Republican officials are dead set on moving America backwards and stripping women of their rights. That is what we have been seeing uh, since the Dobbs decision in June. And their obsession with regulating women's bodies is not just disturbing, it's also very dangerous. That's Corinne Jean-Pierre just a little bit ago on abortions. They love this. They love that Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health. They love the outcome of that because it gave them a whole thing. They purposefully did not do anything through the states to add anything to any trigger laws or any other referendums beyond the life of the mother and rape or incest. They didn't do anything. They, they purposefully did not do anything so that they could complain about it. They sacrificed. They scared. And they're now they're fear mongering women when they were the ones who to- did the biggest disservice to their base. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Top of our third hour this Monday. And as I said, that's Karine Jean-Pierre, who just went on this weird tangent um which is i I don't know uh all about uh abortion and it went from Karine jean-pierre being unable to name any democrats who've asked biden to campaign with him to switching to abortion because she does not just they don't have any answers she said it was a bizarre question about campaigning for uh different congressional members and in fact they just it's, you know, it's really, it's about Republicans and I'm just, I said this online and I've said this before. I am so tired of the way that Democrats treat women. And this is one of the things I even saw when I was in college and I was going away from being a leftist. I was raised, as I've told you before, I was raised by Democrats. I didn't meet a Republican until I went to college. I'm not kidding you. And it's always they'll I've seen them I've watched them talk 
to men about issues relating to the economy, gas prices, foreign policy, etc. And when they get to the women, it's about abortion, your rights. You're going to lose all your rights. I don't know what rights they're talking about. I haven't lost any rights. You haven't lost any rights. No rights have been taken from you. There is no right to any of this. If your life is in danger, there is not a state in the union. Even in Ohio, do you remember the Attorney General of Ohio when they had the issue of the 10-year-old and there was a lot of questions about that? They were saying her physical nature, the 10-year-old that had been raped, and rape or incest accounts for less than 1% according to Planned Parenthood's own statistics. I'm totally fine with having that conversation if it means saving the other millions. But they were saying that because the 10-year-old, because of her... I mean, she was still growing. It absolutely is an issue of life. And they said that wouldn't have even been a question. Like, why did they feel, why did she have to go out and say, it would not have even been a question according to, the, you know, even the most basic interpretation of our laws. And they were correct. And they were, and they quickly, the left quickly dropped that because they just realized, that's kind of bad. That's bad. So I, you know, I have a lot of contempt for people who constantly electioneer to women as though this is the only issue that matters and it's a right that's being taken. There's not a single right that's being taken. But what I see is this effort to devalue women. Women's issues are everything. It's not just this. And I would say that abortion is a man's issue too. Here you can't have it both ways. You can't say that men are culpable and then at the same time exclude them from participation in this discussion by only and only ever insisting that this is a quote-unquote women's issue. It's so dumb. And, and then for her to spend all of this time at the White House press avail on this when there are so many a million other questions is is troubling the white house just doesn't by the way they're also apparently downplaying his birthday so that they don't remind people that he's ancient he was the oldest ever elected on election day in 2020 77 on election day in 2020 he was they're trying so politico has the story that said he's about to turn 80 so there's not going to be uh he he's not going to be um there's not going to be a big kind big birthday bash. His birthday is going to be 12 days after midterms. He was 78 inauguration day 2021. His birthday comes 12 days after midterm elections. Whew. Happy birthday. See, he's really he's getting up there. And no, they don't want to remind voters of this. So apparently Politico said they're going to keep it like really low key to hope that you forget which I don't think anybody's going to forget. Nobody's going to forget something like this. This is not something that you, you know, you're just like, oh, forgot that he's, forgot that he's as old as he is. But still, this, um, it's, it's infuriating. It is infuriating to constantly see that issue play up. There's a million other questions, I mean, on Russia, Ukraine, et cetera, et cetera. A million other questions they could be asking. We're going to get into some of the foreign policy with all of this here coming up. Now, I have some energy and then I have some wokery for you that I want to make sure we get into. Coming back to some of the uh, energy issue, Europe apparently is shutting down its largest gas field, which could replace Russian gas and provide essential energy <laughs> supplies because, you know, it's greener. It's greener to be reliant upon dirty Russian gas. 
coal generates more pollution than natural gas, and Europe is burning more coal, including the uh, some some of the dirty coal that they can't even that they can't even have. They don't even have enough of to meet their meet their needs. So they shut this down. They're, they're going to be greener. Good job, Europe. Good job. I have no words. Now, here's some woe gray. I don't pay attention to a lot of these uh, makeup podcasts. I have some friends who do. And you you guys know, well, the guys may not know. The ladies do. Ulta, the story of your Sephora and your Ulta, right? And Ulta is apparently feeling some pain because they had a podcast with two men in makeup and wigs chatting about what it's like to be a girl, according to PJ Media, for one of their big things. They came out with a tweet over the weekend saying, and they and can we stop doing the emoji claps after every word? They were saying trans girls can do it all. Tune into the latest episode of uh, The Beauty Of, where host David Lopez sits down with guest Dylan Mulvaney to chat all things girlhood. So you have two guys sitting down talking about what it is to be a woman. It's woman face. Would you accept two white people sitting down talking about what it means to be black in America? Hell no. Why would you ex- why would you accept two men sitting down discussing what it means to be a woman in America? This is woman face. It is a total appropriation. It is offensive. One of the dudes has a beard, by the way. But he's got long hair and he's wearing some makeup. And they're, I mean, oh my gosh. It, 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 looks like a, it looks like a gross caricature. It's a gross caricature. So here you don't have women's voices at all in this. You have two guys discussing what they think it means to be a woman in America as a mother, as a woman. And that so Ulta is getting so much heat from this and I am here for it. They've been getting super woke. I think even more woke than Sephora. I've never thought I'd actually say that. They have been getting ridiculously woke. And I am I am so happy that they're getting some heat over this. It's woman face. It is absolute. This is the new misogyny. I think it's an entirely misogynistic movement, by the way. I think the phrase turf is a sexist, misogynistic slur that is used to silence women and devalue females. And now you have these two dudes sitting here with Ulta Beauty. Talking about what man, this I don't do boycotts, but I I'm not gonna be able to I'm not gonna be able to ever like purchase anything from Ulta. I don't trust Ulta to know what makeup for women is if they don't even know what it, what you should have. Talking about two wimp, what it is to be a woman. Man, what a weird! It's woman face. That's exactly what it is. Oh man, they've been hiding replies like crazy, and so everybody's been quote tweeting it. It makes me not want to go to Ulta. I mean, not that I like do a lot anyway. I mean, so I just um, wow, it is a, it's misogynistic. It's a misogynistic movement. They, and there are all these there are all these videos that they've been like. Someone said I didn't go through forty one weeks plus one day of pregnancy, forty seven hours of labor, eighteen months breastfeeding. You know, uh, um, 
all that goes with that. Sleepless nights, all of this for men LARPing as women to get them to call themselves mom, and I get chest feeder and uterus haver. Nah. Preach. Preach, 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 preach. This goes back to what I was telling my sons. You know where feminism came from? Progressive men like this. Progressive men created feminism. It was the progressive men who didn't want women to vote. You had women out there owning more property and making more money than these progressive men who did not want them to have the right to vote. Susan B. Anthony was about as conservative and pro-life as a day is long. Progressive men didn't want her and others to have a voice. Progressive men created that movement. Now, absolutely it was hijacked and turned into something that created this. This misogynistic movement that you would not have without third wave feminism. First wave was, let's, can we vote and just be able to have property so we're not abandoned and in the streets eating dirt after our husbands die? Can we please have that? Fine, great. But when you're getting to the point where you're actually running women out of women's spaces and you're calling yourself a feminist, you're no feminist. You are patriarch adjacent. That's what you are. You're a misogynist. People get mad at me because I accurately say correct, actually very generic and marshmallow terminology for what I could say. But let's talk about this. That's where I've told my sons, I'm like, mistreatment of women and not honoring women as they are, as men are called to do. That's progressive men created feminism. And then leftist women hijacked it even further and took it to what we have now. Because look at all the women speaking up against this. It is one of those things where you have women who are on the left and women who are on the right that are actually coming together pushing back on this. It's wild. You want to talk about being stripped of rights? Do you want to talk about being stripped of, yes, rights, protections for women? Hell yes, absolutely. You want to talk about being stripped of anything? This is what's doing it. Not killing babies on demand, supported by the taxpayer. We have more on the way. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. So a herd of wild horses apparently has moved into an iconic California destination out in Mammoth Lakes. And it's out in the Sierra Nevada, east of Yosemite. And they now everyone's wondering what's going to happen. You know, they've been culling some of the herds of these wild horses. Uh, but there's been a, a whole bunch of others that have moved in here. And I was, I just, you know, keep an eye on that. I little, get a little nervous about it. Uh, also, CNBC says the top 10 most neighborly cities in the U.S. Apparently only one's in the South. And I'm calling shenanigans. Uh, the number one most neighborly city, they said, Kane is Rochester, New York. Um, no. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin is number two. Provo, Utah, three. Oxnard, California, no, is four. Grand Rapids, Michigan, five, no. Raleigh, North Carolina, six. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Poughkeepsie, New York. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Des Moines, Iowa. What? Okay, has the, has the person who made this list ever traveled? No. Apparently not. So I guess I don't hate the Eagles. Uh, just because I'm, I'm not going to even pretend that I don't 
think find this funny. Washington Examiner says Joe Biden was booed by Philadelphia Eagles fans before the game against the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, they said it was very audible. It was at Lincoln Financial Field in a Phillies pregame Sunday. They said that Biden attended the Eagles game as part of NFL's. They have a cancer initiative, their crucial, crucial catch campaign for cancer. She uh, says she was a Philly girl and all this stuff, and she was audibly booed, which I know audibly booed is kind of redundant, but I mean, when it's loud enough to be picked up by cameras, that's loud. And they said being an Eagles fan did not save her. That's what one commentator tweeted. The one thing we've seen during the abortion debate that's unfolded is that most of these white Republican men have no idea how a baby's actually Do they made. even know how to make a baby? Like, I don't think they no do. no idea what and they're talking about. Uh, you know, and, and I'd love to see what his take is on Herschel Walker, by the way, talking about paying for abortions out there. Mm. Yeah, they are incredibly desperate. Here's the first off. That's MSNBC. Nobody cares about any of these people. Uh, they, they don't know how babies are made because you know how babies are made. You just all of a sudden there's a baby. Oh. They're no fault of your own. That's how babies are made. You didn't know that? You're right. I didn't know how babies are made. That is how it is done, ladies and gentlemen. It's done like that. That's how That's how they're done. So, so they're all immaculate conceptions? Yeah, because it's you, you, can't, you can't tell women that they're, or men, that they're responsible for creating life. It just happens. Oh. That's why men don't get a choice in it, the whole my body, my choice thing. They don't get a choice in it because it just happens to the woman. You didn't know that? That's what that's that's the whole yeah you just it's like you're walking down the street and maybe you like stub your toe on the sidewalk and there's a baby what? Is that just like that is that how it works because i'm starting to believe that the left doesn't have a clue how no 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 make. that's science kane are you a biologist really? because i feel like you're not i feel and as though i've stubbed my toe a lot i mean i know you're a parent but that's you're wrong and uh never ended up pregnant yeah, you didn't end up pregnant because you probably didn't stub your toe on a sidewalk or something. No. I don't know. I can't explain why you didn't get pregnant. It's weird. Um, you know, but you're not a biologist. So that's true. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, all right. Welcome back to the show. We are on air. And uh, it's, uh, as I said, it's going to be with you this Thursday here coming at the bottom of our bottom hour of our third hour. I'm just sorry. I'm just trying to go over because I think there's more ways than just walking down the sidewalk too. Sorry, I'm just like going through that in my mind. I think there's more ways than just that because they clearly everything that we were taught in school was wrong. All the biology, all you women who have had babies who are listening in the audience, no, you just know. You don't know. You have no idea what it is to have a. You don't know any of that. So they're they're trying to frame that all these pregnancies, you know, that ended up in abortions were just accidents and not carelessness is that what they're trying to say? yeah through no fault or choice of the of the woman it just ended up i mean you can't have forced labor forced baby carrying is that what it's who would it what was the word someone used to me i don't think i had someone said it was uh you can't force someone to have a kid or something like that i'm like i how does that even how does that even work that no one's for so i mean i guess that's the you know you're being forced because of the accident you didn't decide to engage in any kind of behavior at all whatsoever that would result in conception so i know that that's look i know that that's what we were taught but clearly it was wrong just like men can have babies and uh 
a, basically a saline solution can transfer immunity of a virus to you. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of crazy stuff that's now true that never was true before, but now it is. Mm. We've gone through another, you know how we went through the awakening? Everyone said, oh, it's the enlightenment period. It's the great awakening. This is the sleepening. We're all going back to sleep. The lulling. This is the lulling period. Just, I mean, these people don't know how to have babies. Apparently, you don't either. Heaven help. Keep your knees kissing until you do. And that's my advice to you. Go to heaven. Their version of science is slowly becoming more like a religion, where it's like, oh, if you don't, if you don't believe in our science, then you're just, you know, a heretic or whatever. Mm. Um, I, don't, I think we should have a separation of science and state. You would think. Mm hmm. Yeah. I mean, you would you would think so. Separation of science and state. No, I don't, I, I don't know. I just um, who knows? Let's just let everything go. Let's, you know, sure, whatever it's can be. And then you but then you have to live with the consequences of your made up policies. You have to live with those. But that's the thing they don't want to. They don't want to do that. Uh, let's see here. This I just saw this headline and it made me mad. I don't know why. American Airlines is discontinuing first class section to prioritize business class. I'm going to tell you something. When I fly, I work my butt off. I work my butt off for a million different people. And we work with limited resources. And I work hard. And when I fly, I do not want to be sitting because I always have to work on my flights. I don't want to have to sit here and fight to open up my tiny little laptop with the tray and all that stuff. If I, I work, I don't mind myself paying to upgrade my seat or paying to get a first class seat if there's one available. I don't mind doing it. I am very Dagny Taggart about this. I don't feel bad about it at all. Mwah. I don't. That, but they're discontinuing. What did we just talk about yesterday? What did you just say yesterday about the seats, Kane? Oh, yeah. No, they're getting smaller. They're all getting smaller. It looks like they're continuing that trend. They said they're, sh- they're shaking up their premium cab. I, this is just shenanigans. They are phasing out their first class cabin to focus on business class. I honestly don't. Can I just, if there's a first class and then the business class on the same flight, what is the difference? Nothing. What is the, I honestly don't know. Any of you people who fly a lot, what is the difference between that? I don't know. I'm just like, I need the leg room and I need to be able to like open stuff up. The, The thing for me is space because I work, 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 work. Um, and, and then sometimes I want the space because I need to sleep because I'll take a red eye somewhere and I, I have to be able to sleep sometimes like on some of the days before lockdown when I was flying around I would literally be rolling into the studio in like two hours of sleep on a plane they work me to death so I'd be like on a red red eye. I'm not kidding I'd be like on a red eye and I'd be flying and I'm like oh my gosh and I'd have to you know that's why I'm like I don't feel bad about about doing a first class seat I don't feel like it's bougie I don't care I work my butt off but here's what I don't understand so they said so here's their their chief commercial officer they confirmed the move to investors on their earnings call this morning and they said that on the Boeing 777 the first class is not going to exist they said that their customers aren't buying it the quality of business of the business class seat has improved so much that they said that they're they're going to remove it so they can provide more business class seats, which is what our customers most want and are most willing to pay for. Well, those people suck because I disagree with you. What's the difference? Hang on. 
Let me look at this difference between. Uh, I think there's a, obviously a little more room with the first class compared to business. You think? I know that. But that's yeah. the thing. They're shrinking the seats. So in other words, they're replacing Jeez. the larger seats in first class with the smaller business class seats so they can fit more seats into the plane. It's about revenue. They said so. First class isn't always available for certain fi- flights. Business class stands in as most premium. So it's just really that's it. There's nothing else. They said that maybe, oh, because I, I don't really think that they have more leg room. You might get a complimentary nasty pillow and a nasty complimentary blanket. Would you? Here's some lice. <laughs> You're welcome. Did you ever use those? I don't use them. Do you use those? I have my own, man. You ought to see me when I fly. It's ridiculous. Because you guys know I was a germaphobe until the lockdown happened. And then after that, I just didn't care because I hated everything and I didn't trust anybody. So I wanted all the germs. But I one thing I will not do, I ain't going to use your nasty pillow. I will wipe down my headrest. I'm not going to use your nasty blanket either. I got my own. Thank you. And I like have it all wrapped up. It's nuts. You don't even know where it comes from. It's like a Harry Potter bag. Just like all comes out. So I don't because I, I saw that they started doing the group one and group what I, I do you all are you like me am I just like being crabby about this I hate lining up according to group like cattle I can't stand that I've flown too damn much to have to sit there and stand like a toddler in a line the problem is there's really no better alternative yeah there is to load the plane. Be like, do you know what you're doing? Do you know why you're here? If you do, go ahead and get up and get ready to board. If you don't, sit the hell down. That's Someone will walk you through it. Something tells me that system has failures. That's how it would work on Dana Airlines. Oh. Yeah, Dana Airlines, where you get no snacks because you're nasty. I don't need You're going to get it all over the floor. <laughs> <laughs> where do I buy tickets on Dana's airline? <laughs> I want that. You don't get tickets. We give them to you if we want you to fly. <laughs> and then we'll tell you where to go. Oh, you're wearing flip-flops and leggings with a crop top? Get your ass back in steerage until you can learn how to dress like a responsible person going out in public. Come on. Does this look like a Hooters? No? Okay. Get back in steerage. I think I would be, I think I would operate a very successful airlines. Yeah. And then I wouldn't have, uh, I really, I, I mean, I, I would push for privatization of airline security. And then I would have like some guy named, uh, I don't know, Duke sitting in the front seat right when you walk in totally gun on him like he couldn't fly during the flight or he couldn't fire it during the flight because it'd punch a hole through the aluminum but he's got one anyway he'll pistol whip you with it if you get if you get froggy you know and he's just there to keep the peace right well we you know we'll go through just we'll we'll have our own security so we don't have to do the tsa stuff and not everybody's got to get their jimmy's felt and all that stuff we're not going to do that but that's how we're gonna. That's how we're gonna have it. And then the drink selection on Dana Airlines is gonna be this. Do you want water? Here's a bot, little baby bottle of water. We're not giving you coffee because it's gonna suck on this flight. If you want good coffee, then you better bring your own because this is gonna be swill. It's basically someone used it as mouthwash and spit it back in the pot. So, oh, sorry, was that that one guy? What's his face? The guy who pretended to report from the war zone and CNN or whatever. Him? Is he the only person who does that? What's his face? Oh, the old uh, me, the old mean guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't anyway. It's Friday. It's it's my Friday technically. Uh, so this so that's how I would do it on my airlines. And then uh, the other drinks that you want. Do you want wine? No, you're not getting wine. You're not getting wine on this flight. Does this look like a wine type of flight, Karen? No, it doesn't. So you can have some water, or you can have I'll you can have a little bottle of Jack Daniels. That's it. Okay, this isn't fancy. Don't be like the, this is not like full bar like a Chuck E. Cheese. Okay, 
It's just you get this. This is what you get. Enjoy the tepid attitude. (laughs) Dana Airlines. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and here's the other thing. This is like my biggest pet peeve. Because it's not going to be international flights because I hate everybody else. That's not America. So what we're gonna, how we're gonna roll, how we're gonna do this is that, you, yeah, you, if you are, a, if you are a grande size, you better get prepared to purchase two seats, yep. because we're not gonna allow you to roll into someone else's seat. It's not gonna happen. So that's the other rule. The other, the other big thing that gets me is that when I tell you that you the the uh, storage ahead above, uh, you can put your bag in there and then put something else under your seat. If you try to put the thing that goes under your seat. In the overhead storage bin, I'm going to throw it off the plane. Wow. I'm going to take it right out of the bin. And I'm going to throw it the hell out of the tarmac. That's what's going to happen. Have you seen people do this? They do it all the time. That's how it's going to work on Dana Airlines. That's how it'll work. So come and fly with us if we want you. Dana Airlines. Well, you'll get there, but you won't be happy about it. <laughs> you want to fly, don't you? You want to be a frequent flyer. <laughs> That's how I'd run it. I'd fly it. That sounds great. Love that. That's how all of it needs to be. That's the slogan right there. We'll get you there, but you're not going to be happy about it. You know what? And your happiness is not our priority. Getting you there in one pieces. I don't care if you're happy. Suck it up, buttercup. We're unconcerned with your happiness (laughs) at Dana Airlines. (laughs) Do I have to do the whole thing with with the safety? Nobody watches that. Nobody watches the safety demonstration. Uh, no, if the plane goes down, all of this is meaningless. You're going to die. That's the safety demonstration. There you go. <laughs> Our seatbelt sign never works. Because they don't matter. Airline. You're literally in the air in a tube. Feel free <laughs> to walk about the cabin at any point in the flight. <laughs> but stay away from the from the, from the uh, the captain's door. Otherwise, Duke will pistol whip you right. by the bathrooms. Right. By the way, if you look messy, you're not going to use the bathroom because you're going to be the person that leaks all over the floor. It makes the whole thing smell like urine. Stop. Dana Airlines. <laughs> oh, man. I want to fly. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Mm. I told Kane I just wanted to talk about my uh, airline some more. Dana Airlines. We we were we he wants to get a the little soundbite thingy that signals that you you're free to move about the cabin except mine wouldn't say that. I'd, right. Yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't be I that. envision like uh, if there's an event of the cabin pressure, you know, an issue with cabin pressure, an AR15 will drop out of the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, well, what is it they say when the oxygen thing comes out? That's just to make you happy before you crash into a mountain. Yeah. No one's really sure if it's connected to real oxygen or not. Put on this face hugger. I mean, sorry, the oxygen mask. And then they're like, then put two years first and then do the person next to you. (laughs) Stacey Abrams is all about that one because it's always some old lady and a kid. And the old lady secures her first, hers first. And then she looks at the kid and Stacey Abrams would be like taking her mask and putting it on her face and taking the kid's mask and putting it on her face. Double the oxygen bag because screw them kids, right? They're the problem. They're the reason that gas prices are so high in the first place. (sighs) Anyway. All right. So we have uh, today's stupidity here in just a moment. But also, as I was telling you, so tomorrow I'm going to be out. I'm traveling, doing some 
doing some uh, some still work. It's not a day vacation. Still doing some work, uh, but uh, going to be uh, helping. You know, just doing some fundraiser stuff for some people who are embattled. Oh, I'm totally partisan about and I'm very transparent about where I stand on on issues. So y'all know. Uh, but I will be back behind the mic with you on Monday. So if the world melts down, uh, our brother Sergio is going to be in tomorrow. So and we all know the eleven. So. Uh, today in stupidity, Mr. Kane. All right, it's got to be those uh, intellectually anemic human beings oh, yeah, at yeah. MSNBC. They're my favorite. They uh, talk about white Republican men somehow don't know how babies are made. I guess this just scored political points with their viewers or listeners. The one thing we've seen during the abortion debate that's unfolded is that most of these white Republican men have no idea how a baby's actually made. Do they made. even know how to make a like, baby? I don't think they no do. No idea what and they're talking about. Uh, you know, and, and I'd, I'd love to see what his take is on Herschel Walker, by the way, talking about paying for abortions. Out- yeah. Something he's denied, you mean? Yeah, I mean, you guys still keep making that up, but whatever. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, you know, what it is. I just, I really don't think that they understand. Are they biologists? Because I don't think that they are. No. I don't, yeah, we that's what I thought. We need to book them on Dana Air. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Bing, you're not free to move about the cabin. Sit down and shut up. See, there you That's how it works. I love my airlines, by the way. I just I'm all. I think I want. I want to get shirts made of that. Dana Airlines. We'll get you there in one piece, but you're not gonna be happy about it. <laughs> That's our slogan, folks. That does it for us. Have a great night. Back behind the mic with you on Monday.